0: Welcome or welcome back to a very special episode of BMB Anime! I am Blue, and today I am here with the very quirky Brad. How are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm Quirky Brad. Take thirty seven.
0: Yeah, take thirty seconds. <laughs> to- totally not the uh the 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 uh, the multiple time that we've done that intro.
1: Yeah, no, no, not at all. Got it right, but first try. I- <laughs> Oh yeah, we are professionals. We have Mm -hmm. been doing this for well over half a year at this point. This Uh is episode 34, so everything is fine.
0: Everything is fine, but today we are recording this literally the evening of the DVD release of My Hero Academia Heroes Rising. What? What?
1: Us being on top of something?
0: I know. Madness. Madness. Yeah, so this is going to be dropping the day after the DVD release. So if you are in the States, you will have a much easier time watching it um, than I did out in Canada. But if, yeah, but internationally, you can now officially buy your DVD copies. Or if you've pre ordered them, they should be well on their way to you right now. Which was super exciting.
1: It is very exciting. So for those that were unable to watch this in theaters, like I was... And me. It's well worth the wait.
0: Mm, agreed. Agreed. But before we get into the discussion of the film, how are you doing today, Brad? Why is that so into- How are you doing?
1: It's just very...
0: Like, imposing. Very, like...
1: Yeah, it's just like you're leaning in with like the cop spotlight on me. How are you
2: doing? <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, you're
0: on the other side of a table, and I've got sunglasses up There's some dude leaning on the uh, the wall in the back, and I'm like leaning over you. There's a spotlight on. But yeah, I'm
1: yeah. I'm doing well. Yeah. Work is
0: Good.
1: work has been a work. This past weekend was oh, it was a time.
0: <laughs> mm, well, I think everybody in uh, the United States are currently feeling. A slight bit of tension.
1: I don't give a shit about everyone else. I I had a wedding that I had to deal with. That's it was true. a time.
0: weddings are exhausting.
1: They it was very exhausting. But anyway, that's enough of my life. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I've done lots of editing today, sat in a chair for many, many hours. Because uh, a good friend of ours is actually launching their very own podcast this weekend, this Halloween, which is super exciting, very different from what we do here. They're launching a podcast based on paranormal stories, spooky stuff, because they're an author, James. And yeah, he's a paranormal author. He writes a bunch of books on that kind of stuff, and has recently just launched his podcast, and I'm editing for him. So um, yeah, I had to get the episode finished up today and sent that off to him. So yeah, I spent a good few hours editing that, watched the film, finished up season four as well, because I hadn't actually watched Season four until this weekend of My Hero Academia. Uh, because, yeah, you guys know me. You know I like to binge stuff. And I leave it to the very last minute to binge it all. And I, I did. That's the, uh, bi-
1: that's the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard. You like to binge stuff. But it's yeah. been out for a year, mate.
0: I know. It's been finished for a year. I know. And but- I have been
1: on you for a year to watch <laughs> we it. We watch
0: so much. Anime. I know you've been on on my case for it but i have to admit going straight from season four to the film was really satisfying
1: and it's weird because it takes place right after the first arc of season four yeah but it's it's odd because it didn't feel like that's where it took place if that makes sense Mm. but i guess it's just because of how season four is paced like it's paced in such an odd way
0: Mm. yeah Season four, the, the OVA, uh, there's just, there's so much good about season four. I enjoyed season four a lot. um And brace yourselves, like batten down the hatches, sit down, prepare for shockingness. Okay, you ready? Because I actually really enjoyed the OPs and EDs in season four.
1: Who the fuck are you? Where's Blue?
0: I know. I know. I know. But I did. I really enjoyed them. I thought they were super fun, really appropriate to the show. And I had a good time listening to them. And I listened to them multiple times.
1: Yeah, seriously, who are you? What happened to Blue?
0: I know, you're, I'm broken. You're being I'm very broken. sus right
1: now. I I think we need to vote you out.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get you, voted off you, the island. You for are that.
1: definitely the imposter that's among us. Speaking <laughs> of, we need to play that at some point.
0: Mm, we do, we do. I'm super. It's super popular right now. It really like kind of um like blew up over the past like I don't know, a couple months.
1: It really did, and the game's been mm. out for like two years at this point.
0: Yeah. Yet it just
1: randomly gained popularity. I also learned about another game, by the way, that I think that you might enjoy. Mm -hmm. So there's a new game that just dropped on the 22nd of this month called Zelter. It's in early access, but it's Stardew Valley meets The Walking Dead.
0: Okay, I'm down.
1: So once it gets a little bit further in progress, I will Mm. recommend it to you again. I think I'm going to end up buying it this weekend and trying it out just to see how it actually feels. Yeah. But I've heard it has some very, very early access issues. Right. So I'm not gonna be like, hey Blue, you should play this, and then it just end up breaking on you on stream and it just turned into Spyro all over again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was another game that got postponed today that everyone was really hyped for, and it was supposed to launch in November and it's now launching in December on oh, December 10th.
1: Was it the PlayStation 5 exclusive that was supposed to drop with the console?
0: Yeah, something about 2077.
1: Wait, Cyberpunk uh,
0: got delayed? Yeah, to December 10th. Excuse me? Yeah, got delayed again. What? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, on the bright side, for those of us that are looking forward to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it gives us more time to actually play that before we have to get sucked into Cyberpunk, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. that's exactly what people were saying online.
1: I hate it for those that aren't playing Valhalla and have just been absolutely looking forward to Cyberpunk. However, mm-hmm. it's CD Projekt Red, so you can't fault them for delaying it because they're very much like Naughty Dog, they want their stuff to come out as pristine as humanly possible. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what they were saying. They were saying that it's a final patch that they have to put on it, and they need, Mm -hmm. like, it's only being delayed by, like, 26 days or something, and they were saying that they need to get this final patch out before they can release it properly, and they're all working from home, so conditions have been very, like, rocky, Mm
2: -hmm. and they
0: haven't been able to progress as fast as as they initially thought, so the time that they projected to be able to get this last patch out is not enough for them to be able to get it done so they need to just extend and it's going to be releasing on December 10th now and I remember that because it's me mom's birthday
1: well it, it'll it be worth the wait for sure yeah also had no clue that was your mom's birthday
0: it is it's me mom's birthday I wonder if I should get it for, for her birthday I don't know <laughs> uh, my my brother and I have been trying to persuade her to, to stream because we think it would be hilarious because yeah my mom's A very, very sweet lady, but she gets a foul mouth on her when she gets frustrated playing games.
1: So, I have an idea. Okay. You should get your Mm mum to play Dead by Daylight with me. That... For a stream.
0: That would be hilarious. (laughs) Um... Uh, that would be very funny. I... I'm... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And now I'm thinking about that, and, uh... Yeah, I think I would probably die of embarrassment. I love my mum.
1: Wouldn't call her by her actual name, because that would that would just be silly.
0: Actually, I don't think I've ever had a friend call my mum by her name. Like every single because of course, mum is different than mom, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever my friends would come around my house, they would call her mum M-U-M. Mm-hmm. And so throughout my entire I Except probably when I was really young and living in England. But even then, it was Auntie Sal or something of that variety, you know? But I don't think I've ever... Yeah, since coming to Canada, every single one of my friends just calls my mum, Mum.
1: Yeah, I feel like all I would ever refer to your parents as once meeting them in person would just be Mum and Oto-san.
0: (laughs) Oto-san, yeah.
1: Why not refer to your dad in Japanese? Because why the hell not?
0: Yeah, no, my... My dad, most of the time, goes by Pa. Hmm. He's a Pa. And that's only recent. That's only since I've been an adult. When I was younger, it was Dad and Daddy. When I'm now, as an adult, it's, hey, Pa!
1: I can just see Blue standing across the house going, Oi! Pa! Pa! (laughs) Pa!
0: Accurate. (laughs) Accurate. Very accurate. And then, yeah, and then my brother is brother. He doesn't get his name. He's brother.
1: Or, I'm assuming, Oi! Dickhead! Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Idiot,
1: <laughs> Baka,
0: Baka. Actually, yeah, because my brother, my brother took Japanese in university, mm-hmm. so he can speak Japanese way better than I can.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but uh, quite often, we will find ourselves slipping into little phrases of Japanese here and there. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm nowhere near as good as him. Um, So he sometimes rambles and I'm sitting there blinking like, what? But yeah, no, I don't really. Yeah, he's just brother. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I am to him. He doesn't normally call me anything, you know? (laughs) He calls me gay a lot, uh, which is hilarious. (laughs) Because, you know, it's half true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, we just have a stupid relationship. Anyways, that was a ramble. I think
1: that's how most siblings are.
0: Mm, Yeah, we've always been very close. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, moving halfway across the world with someone and them being the only person within your age range for like...
1: It's like the closest thing you have to a best friend, yeah. in a sense, especially in that scenario.
0: Yeah. Well, for like three months, we it was just us. Like, there was nobody else.
2: Uh-huh. So,
0: because, yeah, because we emigrated at the very end of June. And so then it was mm. summer break. So it's not like we went to school to then go and meet everybody. So we didn't know anybody. We were just sitting at home with no furniture for weeks. Well, first we were in a hotel because we left before the end of the school year. So yeah, we were, it was like my brother's birthday and then right after we left. And then we were just hanging out in a hotel for a couple of weeks and then living in an empty house for until uh, the ship, the shipment came with our Mm -hmm. half a crate worth of belongings. I sat on a pillow. (laughs) With a new TV. We got new electronics. We bought a new TV when we first came. Because mm-hmm. none of our electronics plugged into the sockets. Because sockets are different in the UK. So we had to leave them all behind. Interesting. Yeah. So I just remember a summer sitting on a cushion on the floor, watching three DVDs, because we didn't have cable yet. <laughs> and none of our DVD- DVDs worked, because they all had, like, uh, restrictions on them to only be able to watch on a British DVD player.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: because... DVDs have to be fucking stupid And they're class rated
0: Yeah, so none of it's our DVDs It's so,
1: dumb. so. You're saying, I didn't even know that DVDs could be class restricted I knew Blu-rays could Because mm-hmm. I knew they had the technology But I had no fucking clue that DVDs were class restricted Holy shit
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, that was fun And my parents hadn't received a pay packet yet Because we'd literally just emigrated So we went to Walmart and went to the $5 bin And my mom was like, pick three <laughs> <laughs> and we watch them on repeat. Anyway, we've been rambling, and we have news to get to.
1: We do have news. We have very little news, because I just wanted to get straight into...
0: I already gave one piece of special news that I didn't even know was news.
1: Well, see, there you go, because yeah. I didn't even know about that shit. Mm. So, second piece of video game-related news. Mm. Netflix is teaming up with Ubisoft to create a live-action Assassin's Creed series.
0: Oh, Okay, we all know how well live actions do.
1: Well, there's a live-action Assassin's Creed film.
0: Mm.
1: That was garbage. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, Netflix has done, for the most part, really well with their TV series. Yeah. Now, we're not going to talk about the Death Note live-action,
2: because that
1: was was shit. Mm. But if they put the same sort of passion into it like they did with The Witcher then it could turn into something special because The Witcher is beautiful. Henry Cavill is a perfect fit for Geralt. So I think as long as they put that much passion into it and find someone who is as passionate about that role as Cavill is about Geralt, then I think they could do something with it. Mm -hmm. Next piece of news. Kaguya-sama, Love is War, has officially had its third season and an OVA announced with the OVA coming in 2021. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Me too. And you haven't even seen the series.
0: No, I'm just excited for me. I just feel like one of those puppies that's like, I'm happy to be here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) So, and here's the thing about it. Whenever we actually get around to watching it, watch it dubbed. Okay. Because I've been watching it through because they have decided to dub the second season first and then go back and dub the first season. Okay. Because the show exploded with its second season. Like, it really took off from there. Mm-hmm. And so I can understand why they're doing that. But anyway, the jokes come across so much better with it being dubbed. Like, I feel like they have much more free reign mm-hmm. with it, and especially the narrator. Yeah. So it's it's been a blast. And then I saw that that got announced, and I was like, I am so excited. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be such a grand time. And then finally, one last little piece of news. Are you ready? I am ready. Following up from last week's record-breaking news, Demon Slayer Mugen Train has officially broken more records. It okay. has the highest grossing second weekend at the box office ever in Japanese history. Okay. Doing a whopping total of, I think, 3.6 to 3.7 billion yen, mm-hmm. with it also having... The quickest time to break 10 billion yen in a total of 10 days. And it's if it continues on the track that it's on, it's set to break Japan's highest grossing box office record ever, which was also held by Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Spirited Away's box office grand total was 30.8 billion yen. And Demon Slayer is well on its way yeah. to crushing that at the rate that it's heading. Yeah, And I am so excited. However, for those that are listening to this... And are thinking about going to watch the trailer as much as Blue and I have been ranting and raving about Demon Slayer. Maybe me. (laughs) Definitely, mainly me, ranting and raving about it. Do not watch the newest trailer if you do not want spoilers.
2: Oh, okay. Because
1: Crunchyroll has released a new spoiler, or has released a new trailer. And apparently, (sighs) that trailer, like, spoils the last fight.
0: Oh, that's not good.
1: Yeah, like, it spoils the fight between the Blower Six and the Flame Hashira. Okay. So, as much as I really want to go watch it, I don't want that spoiled, because it's just... I want to wait till I can watch the film. Because it's going to be so badass.
0: hmm I don't... I'm not really one to watch trailers in general do you tend to watch like all the trailers as soon as they come out
1: no now like whenever they do a reveal trailer i'll typically watch it just to see like what they have planned and whatnot like take dr stone for instance Mm -hmm. that i watched just because i'm curious what they have set up and typically the reveals will give like release times and whatnot which that helps you and i out doing what we do
2: here Mm -hmm. yeah
1: but outside of that i typically not a trailer person it just I want to try to seclude myself from as many spoilers as possible, especially if it's something like Demon Slayer that I just absolutely love.
0: Yeah, I'm the exact same way. I despise spoilers. Uh, Let's hear about some background of the film before we go into a general overview. Then we'll put on our spoiler chicken hats and discuss the actual happenings of the film. I give our overall reviews.
1: Studio Bones is the studio that made My Hero Academia Heroes Rising. Mm-hmm. Studio Bones, for those that have been living under a rock when it comes to anime, are very well known for animes like Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, My Hero, Seasons 1 through Present, and also Mob Psycho.
0: Lots. They've done lots.
1: They've done some big titles. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one of those things.
0: I actually didn't know that Full Metal Alchemist and Brotherhood were done by the same studio. That's interesting to me.
1: Could you not? Have you seen both of them?
0: I haven't seen Fullmetal Alchemist. I've only seen Brotherhood.
1: Then that would explain it. Because the animation styles and character designs are very much the same. Mm -hmm. But the colors and tones and shades of the shows are different. Right, But they're... It's very much the same if you've seen both of them like I have.
0: There's uh, one specific storyline involving a young girl that is the reason as to why I'm not watching Metal Archivist.
1: Uh, I've heard the legends. That's that's one thing that remains the same across both.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I've heard Uh, the legends of it in in that version where uh, uh, it's not as rapidly dealt with. Yeah, so, so i try to say it in a way where I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But, I mean, Full Alchemist has been out for a long time. But still, I don't want to spoil.
1: Yeah, to those that know, you you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And the person behind that is forever probably the most hated person in anime. Yeah. And we're over that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and moving on.
1: So, the film was released on December 20th of 2019. The director for the film was Kenji Nagasaki, who is really just known for My Hero Academia seasons three, four, gonna be five, and the two films. Mm. Which, speaking of, Blue skimped out on this one.
0: Yeah, I uh, haven't seen the first film.
1: The first film is good. It gives you a lot of insight into All Might's background, like his training in America and some of the people that surrounded him in his younger years Mm -hmm. so it's a very good watch it's very informative but it's very shonen as well
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like i did not enjoy this film or that film nearly as much as i enjoyed this one Mm -hmm. so it was definitely something however the biggest difference between the two films is the first one is considered canon while this one is not
0: ah intriguing I understand why, though, because of one specific thing.
1: It's mainly just because the first film was in the manga. This one was not. Right. It was still written by the same person, but this will never be covered in the manga, and of course, we will get to why later. Yes. But although if they ever did decide to cover it, they left themselves a very convenient plot hole cop-out.
0: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was my first thoughts during that part, too.
1: Yeah, but we'll we'll get to that very, very shortly. However, first, before we get into spoiler chicken stuff, a certain someone needs to go into an overview of the actual anime that's not me, because I am fired from giving descriptions after I like to say them in as few words as humanly possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you are. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um...
1: <laughs> Fighting. That's the film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fighting. Uh, yeah, no, it's focusing on the students, the class of 1A, who have been sent off to Nabu, an island off the coast of Japan, to kind of practice working as real heroes, because they all have their licenses now. And so they're they're going there, and it's a small island, never had an incident in, like, 30 years, super chill. And obviously, because plot and story has to happen, there will be an incident on the island where there are just the classroom of students and no other heroes. Because the other heroes that were on the island, they've retired. And yeah, they were just like, we'll just send the class there um, because they're trying to basically level them up as fast as possible to get them back into the world to be the, the next big wave of heroes that they need. But then, obviously, things happen. Villains appear. And it's centering... <laughs> I know, right? It's centering, obviously, around Deku and one other classmate. But yeah, okay. I think that was... It was that... Did I talk... Did I do the overview? I think I did.
1: You, you did do the overview. I do,
0: okay. Complete thoughts. Yay. <laughs> uh, in that case, let's put on our spoiler chicken hats. And I'm going to... Jump into discussing the film. I will say that I don't have anywhere near as, no- as, as notes. I don't have anywhere near as notes as normal, as many notes as normal, because the vast majority of this film is small little storylines, lots of fighting scenes, and because of that, very hard to take notes on. So there are going to be things here that I skip. There are going to be things that I don't mention, and there are going to be parts that if you haven't seen the film. Um, and you're just listening to the overview, overview because you you like spoilers there's going to be a lot of this film that you don't you can't absorb through what I'm going to say
1: although there will be discussion at the end so if you want to hear our combined thoughts on the film and maybe potentially some new ships oh,
0: yeah i have because, a new ship
1: because talking to blue ships have apparently sailed in her mind <laughs> so we will get to that
0: yeah there was just there was just a couple couple moments within this film that I was like, oh, that's cute. Those two characters would work well together. So I'm not saying necessarily that it is a full-on ship for me, but I do think that they would be cute together. And I'm interested to see Brad, because I, I watched the film before Brad sent him a message being like, I have a new ship, see if you can guess it. Um, I'd be interested to see if you're on the same wavelength as me.
1: Sorry, especially if it was towards the end of the film, I was too busy being teary-eyed.
0: Uh, kind of middle and then confirmed towards the end. Like, there was, like, a, yeah. a couple scenes. Uh, but, yeah, now Spoiler Chicken Hats are on. Let's jump into it. Hawks and Endeavor and a bunch of other adult superheroes are fighting an escaping vehicle containing a bunch of villains. They all escape, including someone who was hooked up to a life support machine. Mysterious person. Ooh. In the meantime, Class 1A have been sent to an island to work as heroes because the heroes that were there have retired and, and the island Nabu hasn't had an incident in like 30 years and so it should be fine and a great way for them to gain work experience and performing small hero missions and saving people's cats from trees and finding people's luggage and that kind of stuff. However, there is a pair of siblings on the island, the uh, older sister of which hates heroes, Mahoro. She tells her younger brother, Katsuma, to call the hero hotline and claim he is lost. Takes Deku and the others a little over an hour to find him, and she believes that that isn't good enough, because she is the boy that cried wolf. Meanwhile, the villains with the head honcho dude called Nine have found a target in the, uh, in the children's father. Nine intercepts his car on a journey uh, to the main island and steals his quirk. Deku and Bakugo run into Katsuma when he comes to the hero agency and he tells them there is a villain by the ruin at the top of the mountain. However, Bakugo quickly identifies it as an illusion caused by Mahro's quirk. She was testing them again. Again, the boy who cried wolf. Katsuma apologizes the next day, and a neighbor tells Deku that uh, his mother died, and because their father works on the mainland, they're alone most of the time, so the neighbors kind of look after them, and they're kind of, um, like the town's, the village's responsibility. Also, (laughs) Katsuma has a fantastic storyline to start off, him being the main character of his own anime. Dead mom, hero incident as a child, right?
1: He is definitely anime protagonist in the making. Yeah. (gasps) He's the next carnage. <laughs> uh
0: anyway, soon the villains find their way to the island and to get more quirk juice from the siblings as their father wasn't good enough. And uh so <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my god, that's amazing. Quirk
1: juice.
0: (laughs) I didn't know how else to describe it.
1: The fact the fact that quirks are hereditary
0: makes that so much worse. Oh god, no (laughs) 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 Oh god, Brad, why did you have to No My brain was not there at all. (laughs)
2: That's
0: okay, mine was oh god okay
1: <laughs> that pr- that would not have come to mind if they had not brought that up in this film mm. <laughs> so you you picked a bad time yeah to use that phrase
0: mm-hmm. okay uh <laughs> ignoring that and <laughs> so the villains crash a big old ship into port and start wrecking havoc the siblings call Deku, but the line goes down. The teens split up into a whole bunch of different groups, fighting the bad guys. But they're all getting overwhelmed pretty quickly. Uh, Deku goes to save the siblings and runs into Nine, who is our big superhero, the guy who escaped from the life support chamber in the beginning. And he tries to take Deku's quirk, but he, because uh, he deems it acceptable. He's like, okay, I guess your quirk's kind of like good enough or whatever. But it doesn't fit and now I can't think of anything that isn't sexual. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh.
1: No, you see that one. That one wasn't as bad. Yeah. So you're fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, now it's
1: <laughs> although the visual on that was really cool, though, because he like got a glimpse and uh, one for all, mm. and then it was like it was like it just scared him. Yeah. And if you've seen the ending of season four. You, you kind of get the idea why. Yeah. Carrying on.
0: Carrying on. Bakugo, after blowing up a mummy, goes to help Deku. But with even with both of their power and fighting spirit, they don't have enough uh, to beat Nine. However, Nine exhausted himself, as the more he uses his quirks, the more it affects his body. Now, though, they know why he's on the island. He wants Katsuma's regenerative powers. Deku and Bakugo are roughened up really badly, and the rest of the class aren't doing much better. They know that the villains are resting, um, and they are as well. But they also know that they're outpowered. They they have more men than the villains, but they're still students. The villains are really strong, and they're also protecting all of the citizens on the island. So they make a drone and send that off for reinforcements. But it'll take over six hours for them uh, for them to come because it well it takes over six hours for the drone to just get to the main island, but uh, and then it's going to take time for them to get the reinforcements to come anyway, so they're expecting to be in for the long haul. The Teens formulate a plan and get all the citizens to safety, banking on wearing Nine out and distracting his two leftover minions. Everyone fights to their limits, injuring themselves, doing everything that they can. Tororoki pushing himself to a new level of cold. But eventually, it boils down to Deku and Bakugo versus Nine. Hawk caught wind of the plan and is doing his best to get people back to the students, but there's an insane fight going on between the trio and Deku gives ends up giving Bakugo all for one because it's the only option. They kick ass with the two of them being able to use it while it's dwindling in power inside of Deku and they defeat nine in a huge fight, but nine manages to kind of crawl away. All might and the others help the kids recover and uh, the citizens and the ki- the kids and the citizens recover. Bakugo didn't actually become the host of All for One because the ancestors intercepted. I'm not entirely sure what happened there. Um, And yeah, Bakugo has like no memory of anything that happened of getting All for One. And Katsuma now has an awesome hero backstory. And then Nine was killed by... I didn't write this in my notes. Can't remember his name. What's his name? The dude with the hand on his face? Shigaraki. Yeah. Nine was killed by him and uh, disintegrated into Ash. So he's not one that we have to worry about, re- like, coming back. Chimera, is that was his, his name was? The animal dude?
1: Uh,
0: Chimera? 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 I don't know how, how you say it. I, for a good portion of the film, thought he was cooler than Nine.
1: <laughs> oh, he, he definitely was. Like, that yeah. was...
0: I was like, why is the sidekick cooler than the actual hero? Like, the actual villain? I was like, he's sick.
1: I mean, you see that a lot in anime, though. Like, the sidekick is typically or can be stronger than the main character. Mm. It's just they don't have the right morals. Like, they're too just rage-bound to
0: Mm.
1: truly make as a good mastermind.
0: Yeah, but I was just, I thought it was really, it was like, because Nine has had to be, like, manipulated in a lab to be able to get the all-for-one kind of ability to be able to get, like, Nine quirks. But Chimera, I'm going to say his name like that. I'm sorry if it's wrong. He was just, uh, I'm assuming, they didn't really give a backstory on him born that way. And he could shoot, like, laser beams and fire out of his mouth and then was also, like, seven different animals.
1: You know, I bet I can think of a backstory for him. And this is maybe just my brain going into overdrive, again, Mm -hmm. from watching a metric shit ton of anime and just knowing the story of my hero and, again, how quirks are hereditary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What if he was bred that way?
0: Ooh, fascinating.
1: Because that's the only thing that makes sense for him to have the massive conglomeration of powers that he has.
0: Well, we know like, it's possible because of Todoroki.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely a possibility.
0: Yeah, I agree. Anyway, thoughts. That's the film. Give me your thoughts.
1: Uh, First of all, seven and a half.
0: Yeah, I can vibe with that.
1: Because, again, at first thought, because the way the film ended, I was like, fuck, yeah, give it a 10. Because it Mm. deserves it. But then after sitting down and thinking about it, the fact that it's not canon kind of takes away a point. Now, again, we can sit here and we can have this debate of what's canon, what's not canon, what's considered canon, all this other bullshit. However, even the person who wrote it says that it has nothing to do with the manga, whereas the first film did. Mm-hmm. So even though it was written by the same person, blah, 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 whatever. Which I know the Japanese really don't typically care about this shit anyway. It's only the Western audience that really gives a shit about what's canon and what's not canon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, also, the thing with One for All also frustrated me. Yeah. The reason being, the entire story of My Hero is Deku becoming the number one hero. Yeah. So, therefore, them having him give it to Bakugo, and then them literally doing a retelling of the fight from against All for One with the, oh, this is my last match. Yeah. Like, it, it was too predictable. Yeah. At least once they talked about the, you know, Deku giving the quirk to Bakugo, I was like, oh, that's what we're doing here. Now, yeah. granted, that fight was visually insane. yeah insane like i think that scene had more of an animation budget than most shows have an entire season if not a whole series
2: mm-hmm.
1: like it was top-notch it was so cool now do i think that the animation on the characters is anywhere near as good as the fight with overhaul in season four no mm-hmm. i think that animation of deku was just as top-notch as it can be However, it's just, I can't, I can't complain about that animation. It was sick.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: What did you think about their choice to mute the action and play a track of a woman singing with like classical music in the background?
1: I really enjoyed it.
0: I agree. I liked it as well. I did see comments underneath the movie about people, there was a couple of people who really liked it, and a couple of people who were complaining about it, saying that um, they would have preferred it to just be the action sounds. I think it's going to be quite divisive on that particular scene. I think you're going to find some very strong opinions either one way or the other i personally really enjoyed it i feel like if it had just been like action noises i would have zoned out more i don't know something draws you in
1: yeah i think it would have been i think it still would have been good don't get me wrong had they left the action noises in it's just i think with the story that they were trying to tell and also again with as much money as they put into that animation they wanted to make you pay attention and actually see what was going on. Like, that wasn't a scene that you could just leave on in the background and go wash your dishes or some shit. Yeah. Like, you had to pay attention. And it was worth it, because you just... The story they were trying to tell and what they were trying to portray with everything going on is just, oh, so good. hmm You know what it was missing, though? What? That one final smash should have been... Like, since they were going through the whole bullshit of, you know, this is my last smash... They should have mm. made it like a United States of Smash, like All Might's fight with All for One.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That would have been one last just symbol of, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's and that's not even like American pride showing. Like, if you've seen season three, you know where I'm coming from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. As a non-American.
1: But if you've watched the first film, you kind of have the understanding of why All Might's attacks are named after like certain sections of the U.S., Mm -hmm. so you kind of get it but also if you haven't seen the first film also if you haven't seen my hero in general for one why have you listened this far you need to go watch it
0: (laughs) why are you here
1: yeah but for two it's a phenomenal series like for me personally i think my hero is the best representation of superheroes because it's if superheroes were real that is what the world would come to. Like it would turn into that type of society, to where heroes have to be licensed and regulated and trained.
0: Mm, Agree. So,
1: I think just as far as uh, telling goes, you can't you can't beat it.
0: Yeah, I I'm along the same lines as so seven and a half. There are a couple of things that were in the film that won't super cool for me. One of them was Mathero's initial personality. I understood what they were doing with her being a young child that's like, I'm gonna test you. And I was like, but after the first instance, I knew it was a Boy Who Cried Wolf situation. And I found her really annoying. Like, really annoying. I, I don't know why. She just bugged me so much. But she did.
1: You know who she reminded me of? Who? Do you remember Coda? From early on in season three,
0: vaguely yes, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, like that was exactly the same personality. It was just she had affection towards Bakugo, whereas Koda had more of an affection towards Deku. Yeah, so it was literally just a retelling of that.
0: Mm. I found him annoying too.
1: <laughs> you see, I was more understanding with yeah, he him was though. less
0: annoying. Yeah, I agree. He was he was much less annoying than her.
1: Well, not only that, but he he had a reason to want to hate heroes. Mm. So I get it. But with her, it just, it made no sense.
0: Yeah, she's just trying to prove them to be uncool so that Katsuma doesn't want to be a hero when he grows up.
1: Yeah. And so she can like keep it's... him
0: safe. I feel like there are, there are, were better ways they could have done that, especially considering that they were already going with the character arc that their mom was dead. Mm-hmm. They could have just gone, gone with something really simple that they didn't have to overexplain, like... Our mom died in a car accident and there wasn't a hero around to save her. And so as a child, she doesn't understand that maybe, I don't know, the circumstances meant so that she was already dead or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, as a she's a kid, so that could be very simple as, like, mom died when she, when I was young, nobody saved her, heroes suck. That's very simple storyline. Her mom's already dead. They're not adding anything to her character with that. It would have made much more sense to me.
1: But that would have made it even more of a CODA situation, though.
0: That is also true.
1: So it's... I don't know what they would have had to have done to have made... They could have,
0: they could have gone with, a uh, Dad works away, Mom's dead, all this responsibility's on me, and I'm overwhelmed storyline.
1: That would have made more sense. Mm. It's like, no, you can't go be a hero. Like, you have to help me out here. Like, it could have been very much like an overbearing, like, her trying to be an overbearing mom type of yeah, scenario.
0: Yeah, f- her, her trying to be a mom as a, I don't know, 10-year-old. I don't know how old she is.
1: Yeah, like, no, you need to you need to stay home and focus on your studies and, you know,
0: I'm do something to you, where you can so, actually
1: yeah. provide for yourself instead of, uh, yeah, just go be a hero.
0: Yeah, that would have made sense.
1: Yeah, I think that I would have been fine with.
0: Or, like, I don't want you to be a hero because that means that you get to go follow your dreams, but instead of me following my dreams, I'm here looking after you. Yeah. So, like, a resentment level.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of those would have made a lot more sense than hmm. what they actually gave us.
0: Yeah. But then I guess they don't want to necessarily make a child angry at her brother.
1: Well, I feel... I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like there's um, something more they could have done with it. Like, there's just something missing, in my agreed.
0: opinion. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. I feel like her character is not where it needed to be. Katsuma's adorable. Everybody, mm-hmm. I think everyone'll agree with that. He's really cute.
1: I love the throwback they had with him to Deku. Whenever he like took off whenever Nine had her like in hand and was getting ready to watermelon smush her head.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like with him just like taking off and running. Like it was mm-hmm. just an exact flashback to Deku jumping the barricade to go save Bakugo. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that symbolism. Like, that's one of those situations to where that was back in the first season, so if you don't remember, you don't remember, but if you're like me- It's referenced quite
0: a bit throughout the series.
1: Yeah. So it was, I don't know, like, their subtle references were really cool, and then there was stuff that was just too blatant and too new Mm -hmm. to where it just, it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But overall, good film. Like, I I can't complain. Like, I no. can highly recommend it to people that have watched the show and people that haven't. Because since it doesn't sit as canon, it's something that you can go watch on your own time if you haven't seen the show and enjoy it. Because yeah. it explains who the characters are. You get a feeling for who all the people from Class 1A are. You won't understand the League of Villain bits, but it's very understandable that these people are bad. And they don't even play that much of a part in any way
0: no and i don't think that this film spoils anything to the series so if you watch it and you haven't seen season four i don't feel like it will spoil anything in season four
1: now the only thing that it's really going to spoil is more of a season three thing with the whole all might having to retire because of one for mm. all finally giving out in him mm-hmm. although one thing that did frustrate me on the spectrum of the whole one for all thing is Think about how long All Might kept his quirk after he gave it to Deku versus how quickly it ran out in Deku after he gave it to Bakugo. Like, that was another thing that kind of struck me as odd.
0: Yeah, I also saw somebody talk about um, the fact that the transfer... From all night to Deku was really long compared to the transfer from Deku to Bakugo, but I also saw somebody else counter argue that with the fact that Deku ingested hair as opposed to Bakugo got it directly into his bloodstream. Yeah. So
1: and it was a blood to blood swap too, so that's immediate. Mm-hmm. So but that I thought those that were kind of makes sense, but out. the fact that Bakugo was just able to immediately harness it and throw it into 100 percent was odd still. But yeah. I think he understood it as well, since go knew the secret, and kind of had an idea of how the quirk worked.
0: Mm-hmm. I Although, also... Go ahead. Just go ahead. Chinks. You
1: go. <laughs> so, I was gonna say, one thing I find humorous, though, is, like, since he, quote-unquote, lost his memory over what happened, whenever he mm. woke up and both of his arms were broken, he's like, What the hell happened to me? <laughs> I, I actually was, was gonna say that. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. It was that I bet Deku would have found that really satisfying because of all the times that he was taking the piss out of early on because he couldn't control his powers, mm-hmm. and uh, Bakugo finally got a taste of his own medicine.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, that was that was definitely great. Mm-hmm. So, one final question before we wrap this up. Okay. When are we covering my hero?
0: I really want to. And there's one more thing I wanted to talk about before we do. Then the ship.
1: Yeah, the ship.
0: Okay, I want to know who you think it is.
1: Uh, fuck, uh, Dark Shadow and Acid.
0: Yes! Yeah, 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 it was.
1: Okay, it's Ashido so and,
0: and Tokoyami, yeah.
1: Yep, yep, so we were on the same page with that.
0: Yeah, because it was so cute! Didn't you think it was adorable?
1: Mm, it was.
0: He, it was really cute. And then it's Also, very, the- I think
1: them, like, further, like, pushing Deku and Uraka together. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they're really starting to establish who's going to be paired together. I don't know if it's if there's ever going to be a full-out romance thing. Like, I don't know if it's going to be like a Naruto where they actually establish who goes with who. Or if it's going to be kind of still left up to the imagination. Um, you know, where it's heavily hinted at, but never confirmed.
1: I feel like there will at least be a date between Deku and Uraraka, probably as a filler episode at some point. Mm-hmm. Just because they've hinted at it so much, and like you can definitely tell that there's feelings there versus everyone else, there's nothing that's truly just been established. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would make for a good filler episode down the line.
0: Oh, uh, another another scene that I wanted to bring up: uh, Toroki and uh, being squashed by Endeavor at the end. <laughs> Did that you see great. that? I that was that, so yes.
1: cute. It's <laughs> just like a
0: split second.
1: Yeah, like. <laughs> Endeavor just looking like he's crying, and like, Todoroki just be like, "Just like fuck this man." <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it so much. Like their dynamic shifts so much, and to think that that happened before the Endeavor scene at the end of season four.
0: Yeah, it kind of gives more context to Endeavor's huge character development that happened towards the end of season four.
1: Hmm. Well. And again, if you haven't seen season four, I'm not going to sit here and spoil that. But Endeavor's arc at the end of season four was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like, I enjoyed it. I cried over it a little bit because it was, it's just phenomenal storytelling.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really gives you more insight into who he is as a character because up until this point, he sucks.
1: Yeah, like he's just, he's a bastard. He's he so is.
0: mean. He's a horrible, horrible person, and I'm not excusing his previous actions because he's still an absolute douchebag for doing what he did. But you can see he did development it for the right
1: reason, at least in his mind. Like in his was, mind, in his yeah, messed up he was mind, yeah. justified for doing it because he wanted to create
0: someone who could like, take who could win against all might.
1: Yeah, like, he wanted someone who could surpass himself and even surpass All Might, because he Mm -hmm. knew that he had limitations. Yeah. But also- He just went about
0: it all the wrong kinds of ways.
1: Although I'm sad that this isn't canon, just because of the little bit of growth that Todoroki had with this one. Because that part where he was like, take what his dad said, but use it on his eye side. Yeah. And, like, the way that he froze that dude was sick.
0: Yeah, he froze his fire side. Like, he froze his ice side so much that his fireside froze over.
1: Yeah, and not only that, but he literally froze the enemy from the inside out. Yeah. Because just freezing the outside didn't work. So he's like, oh, you, you gonna learn today. Yeah. It was just, it was sick. It was awesome. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that scene as well. That scene was what made me think that, the, that Nine needed an upgrade. Because up until that point, Nine had been kind of like, well, he was a dude in a suit, you know? There's so many yeah. anime villains that are just a dude in a suit. He had abs, though. When that suit ripped, oh, yeah. I was not expecting that.
1: And then uh, not only that, but whenever he got even more ripped. Yeah. Like, whenever he beefed up, I was like, oh, damn. Mm. You um,
0: go, girl. Y- you go, girl. Got distracted there for a second while I was watching it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought that that scene was super, super cool, and that was the point where I was like, yeah, Nine needs an upgrade because he looks so lame compared to Chihira.
1: And yet, I think, like, he was an interesting villain, Mm. for sure. Like, all of them were interesting villains. Honestly, I want backstory on the red-haired chick.
0: Yeah, uh, Slice? I don't remember her name.
1: I think that was her name.
0: I think it was Slice. That, what's that? Who... Did the slice thing? Oh, that's, uh, next episode that's gonna come out, Demon Wonderland. Slice.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, Crow. Yeah. Which, speaking of, special Halloween episode coming mm. on Saturday.
0: Yeah, special on Saturday before a Halloween release.
1: And that's totally not us playing <laughs> ketchup.
0: <coughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, it's funny how we're trying to make it seem like this week is really special, and yet nothing from our original schedule has technically changed. It's just the release dates of the episodes have changed.
0: I know. We're, guys, we're, we're making... This is a treat for you. Uh-huh.
1: Hey, it's... What do you like to say? Marketing?
0: <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's this all is about tr-
1: how you market it. It's,
0: uh-huh, yep.
1: Yeah, this totally wasn't supposed to be the Sunday's episode initially on the schedule. No. no.
0: We did want to push to get this out as soon as possible though because I know we were hyped to watch it as, as soon as it came out and I know a lot of you guys are going to be hyped to watch it as soon as it comes out as well. Um, And most of you have probably already seen it because I know anime dudes are some of the fastest at hopping on shit.
1: Oh yeah, like without a doubt. And for the fans that go online and... Sub stuff for people that aren't able to actually get it in a timely manner or aren't able to legally acquire stuff. You're the real MVP.
0: Yeah, you are. I appreciate you especially being a Canadian.
1: You know, at, at some point, I just need to pay for a VPN for the podcast.
0: I, uh, we need to calculate a podcast budget. Somebody want to sponsor us?
1: <laughs> yes, please.
0: <laughs> yeah. We anybody wants to sponsor us, we'll take it. We uh, well, you can pay us in VPNs. Anyway, that's it for for our opinions on uh, full, metal, full metal Alchemist. What is diff- same studio? I don't know what's going on in my brain. My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. So,
1: um, if you would like us to cover more My Hero in the future, yell at us, tell us, because that will guarantee that we probably cover it sooner. Yeah. Because I know I want to cover more of this, and apparently Season 5 is slated to come out in April, if Wikipedia is to be believed.
0: I'm so excited for Season 5, and I do recommend that you check out Season 4 OVAs.
1: I will get around to it. I think the only reason I haven't watched it is because I was supposed to sit down and watch those with Walker.
0: Yeah, they both uh, dropped at the same time, so yeah, they're two-parter. Part, two One part, two part. Same thing same story yeah,
1: yeah, yeah so i definitely need to sit down and watch those i'll probably sit down and watch those with walker at some point
0: mm, yeah they're good i i recommend giving them a watch
1: speaking of recommendations also i highly recommend watching this film i know we've talked about it already but i can't recommend it enough i can't recommend my hero enough in general as a yeah. shonen. it's probably one of my favorite shonens of all time
0: yeah you ranked it in your top five when season four came out
1: Yes, because season four just pushed it over the cusp into my top five. Like it, mm. it deserves its spot without a doubt because it's mm-hmm. it just gets better and better. Typically, long running shows like this just dip at some point, and instead, it has just aged extremely well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that this film is really good, and it keeps. Um, I say it maintains the level of of my hero stuff. I don't think it increases it. I don't think it decreases it. I think it's a decent film. I'll probably watch it again, but just, like, not regularly. But whereas uh, the series, I'm more likely to watch more. Oh, yeah.
1: Without a doubt. Now for you, I highly recommend going and watching Two Heroes. Yeah. Because it's a good film. Like I said, it doesn't live up to this one by any means. But just for the background, it gives you on All Might. And also, it will give you another ship.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: So you can look forward to that one.
0: Okay, intrigued. I am intrigued. Anyway, what's the worst live action that you've ever watched? Let us know in the comments. You know what mine is? What Avatar: The Last Airbender. It was I so have bad. two. Yeah.
1: Dragon Ball Evolution. Mhm. Death Note.
0: I haven't seen Death Note. I hid.
1: <laughs> so have I told you the story behind us watching Death Note?
0: Uh, I actually think you did recently on a recent podcast.
1: Yeah, we had a watch party for that shit.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And we went into it knowing, or just fully knowing it was going to be terrible. And yet, even our fully terrible just didn't do it justice.
0: It was so bad. It
1: so know. so bad. Don't Good watch it.
0: But yeah, let us know what what the worst live action you've ever seen. uh, Live action adaptation, I should say, um, you've ever seen is. In either the comments or hit us up in those DMs. Or post it underneath our promotional Instagram post for this episode. Um, On our Instagram. You can find our social medias um, at BNB Anime. Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. We have a, a... All of our episodes archived on there as well.
1: You can also check out our absolutely lovely website at bnbanime.com, which also has all of our episodes archived, along with about info on Blue and I Both, some projects that she and I are working on, and also info for James's podcast if you are into the paranormal and all that other spooky stuff. Links to his podcast and Discord will also be on our website, so you can definitely check him out. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, you can find the absolutely lovely Blue Lavender on Twitch, Monday through Saturday, except for Wednesdays and Thursdays. <coughs> Sometimes.
0: Yeah, I really, I've really been taking a long break this month. I have needed it. I've streamed consistently since over a year, about a year and a half, and I have ran into a wall. So I'm taking a bit of a break.
1: You know what you're doing right now, right? What? You're pulling a me.
0: I'm pulling a you.
1: Like, I will stream consistently for, like, a year, year and a half, and then I will just fall off the face of the fucking planet. Yeah. And then now I'm, like, slowly, like, easing my way back into it. Like, I'll stream here and stream there, and it's just, like, you just get an itch because you miss it whenever you do something so consistently, and then you leave it alone for a little bit, and then you come back to it. It's, like, an itch that you just can't scratch.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm currently not scratching said itch. Uh, But I will be back again soon, I I assure you of it. I am going to be streaming on my birthday, because I promised. Um, And that is November the 8th. And it's actually the uh, episode where Free comes out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh if you want to find brad on instagram you can find him at brad carter gaming you can also find him on twitch at brad carter gaming as well he streams more regularly than i do right now which is very shocking it's usually the other way around but he's been doing lots of horror stuff for october um so if you're still feeling spooky even though there are only a couple days left until the big day um then uh you can check him out also make sure that if you are going out for halloween you are doing anything spoopy that you sanitize, mask up, or whatever, and and social distance because we are still in a COVID world, and we are still COVID girls, and um, uh, yeah, I uh, the numbers are going up all over the place, and I think that it's only going to be consistently on the rise with Halloween happening, Guy Fawkes in the UK shortly after, and uh, American Thanksgiving is coming up as well. So uh with the holiday season. F- Quickly approf- approaching. <laughs> Make sure that you're taking those precautions to keep yourself and your family and friends safe. So, let's wrap this baby up.
1: Yeah. So, thank you all so much for listening, Blue, and I greatly appreciate it. Special Halloween episode of Dead Man Wonderland coming out on Saturday, so you can look forward to that. Sunday, we will be taking off, because this has been three episodes released within a week. And with sa- with the episode releasing on Saturday, rather than Sunday... We just decided to take Sunday off and begin again on Blue's birthday with free. Mm -hmm. So all that fun stuff coming together and more. We have sports month for the entirety of November. So we will have a lot of fun stuff to cover. I've already started a few of the topics for November, so I'm looking forward to covering them. They are interesting, to say the least.
0: It's my month, so you can't be upset with me.
1: I've already told you if free sucks, I'm canceling it.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. And we will catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye
2: bye. Bye.